You are Locked On Bulldogs, your daily podcast on the Georgia Bulldogs. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello and welcome to the Locked On Bulldogs podcast. I am Daniel. Huh. Seems like Clint is not here today, so I guess that means that it's just me. Um, Welcome to the show. Um, I'm Daniel, and normally Clint is on the other side of the microphone uh, speaking as well. We are Locked On Bulldogs, and uh, this uh, is your daily podcast. For all things Georgia football and basketball, so glad that you're here. Today's episode is brought to you by Bill Barr, the tastiest protein bar that there is, and... um, Uh, I'm happy to be back. Um, Had a little bit of time away last week. Clint uh, hopped on here and told you all about the incoming transfer uh, from West Virginia safety slash star position, Tyke Smith. And so um, go back and listen to that uh, from last Thursday if you want. Um, But we got a bunch of stuff. To talk about this week. Clint's out for a few days. I got something special planned tomorrow. I have a special guest, and um, his name is not Michael Smith, executive producer extraordinaire. He is, in fact, an even better co host than that, and significantly younger than Michael Smith. So um, come back tomorrow and uh, we're going to have some fun on the podcast. But today we're going to talk about uh, the scrimmage from last Saturday. We're going to talk about some of Kirby's uh, thoughts that he gave us from the press or some of my thoughts about Kirby's thoughts. Um, All of that coming up on the podcast today. But before we get into that, we would be I would be remiss if I didn't inform you that I am not, nor is Clint when he's here. Uh, we are not gurus or insiders of any kind. And may we just reiterate for you, uh, no one really is. Um, we understand that there are people out there that know much more than we do. That's fine. But everyone at some level is just out here guessing if you are not Kirby Smart or inside the football program – You don't really know who's going to start at left tackle. You don't really know what the offensive scheme is going to look like this year. Uh, We don't either. And so if you're looking for uh, a guru or an insider or someone who pretends to be, this podcast might not be for you. But if you are a Georgia fan, um, this is the place that we think you belong because this podcast is for fans, by fans, and um, that's what we are all about. So. Um, if you're a Georgia fan, welcome. We're glad that you're here. As I mentioned, we are here five days a week. Uh, Clint and I talking to you about all things Georgia football and basketball. And so subscribe to the podcast. If you're new, welcome. We're glad to have you. Um, subscribe uh, so that you can get the show downloaded to the device of your choosing each and every day. If you like the show, if you've listened for a little bit and you enjoy it, leave us a five-star rating and review, particularly on Apple Podcasts. And that helps us out a bunch. It helps other people find the show. When you leave us five stars and you just type great podcast or 
these guys are good or listen to this or whatever you want to type in the little thing. Uh, that helps other people who are Georgia fans find the show, and that's what we want because the more fans that we can accumulate, the better. There's so many of you out there that have been listening to the show for so long. There's new listeners every single week, and we are grateful for all of you. Uh, so if you haven't left us a rating and review on Apple Podcast yet, and there's a bunch of you that have not, um, uh, encourage you to consider doing that, and we would greatly appreciate it. The last thing that you can do for us is just reach out and say hello. We would love to correspond with you. We are available in two ways. We're available on Twitter, at Dogs Podcast. Love to chat with you on there. You can give us a follow and send us a message just to say hi. Or you can um, hit us up via email, LockedOnBulldogs at gmail.com. That's LockedOnBulldogs at gmail.com. Um, uh, send us your thoughts, comments, questions, concerns. Send us the things you're most excited about, about this team. Send us some ideas for segments, things that you want to hear us talk about. Um, send us some this or that ideas. We're, we're, uh, we got a couple of this or that's marinating from some of y'all that, um, I'm trying to, I'm, I'm trying to muster up the courage to even answer because, um, some of y'all's this or that's are just horrifying. And that's kind of the way that we like it secretly. Uh, so send us a this or that. Send us a um, a topic that you want to hear us talk about, and we will do our best to get to it. We do read all the emails and messages. If we don't get a chance to reply to you, um, it's not because we didn't read it, because we do read all of them, and we appreciate them greatly. Okay, enough about all that. Let's talk about this. There's there's a It's not a real football game, but for the sake of this podcast, we're going to call it a football game that happens in Sanford Stadium on Saturday. We're talking about T minus less than one week. We will be teeing it up between the hedges, the red versus the black. Um, it's 2 p.m. Eastern time. It's on the SEC network. If you're not one of the lucky few to have a ticket to be in those hallowed grounds, G-Day is coming and none of us None of us can wait for it. We are all very excited. But this past Saturday was the final scrimmage before G-Day, and Kirby offered some interesting thoughts. I want to start with this one. Uh, it's about the running back position. And listen, Kirby, we all know he speaks in Kirbanese. He was asked about the running back position, and he gave some fairly typical answers. Obviously, McIntosh has been out for the uh, duration of the spring with an injury. He talked about how thin they were. Uh, notably because one of their running back recruits is playing <laughs> defensive back right now, but that's he didn't really mention that. Um, he talked about how thin they were. He talked about the leadership roles that guys like Zamir and James Cook have offered. Uh, he did mention Kendall Milton uh, with some power runs, some third and short type runs. It'll be interesting to see if Kendall Milton gets um, – we expect him to get more and more carries this year. Word out of the scrimmage was he was delivering some some blows with uh, that shoulder as he was running the football, which is something that you always love to see. It'll be interesting to see if in addition to his regular rotation of carries, if you on a third and short situation, will we see a specific sub in for Kendall Milton? Kirby in the past, um, Kirby's teams have not typically done that. It's typically been whoever series it is, whoever is at running back, if it's a third and short situation, that 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 guy just stays in. 
um, at the position. It'll be interesting to see if Kendall Milton becomes, you know, like the the second string running back plus the third down and short running back. I would love to see that. I know Clint would love to see that as well with how much he hates Zamir White with the fury of a thousand suns. So um, the thing I thought was interesting, though, was Kirby talked about the most important element to the running back's development was, in his words, pass protection. Pass protection was the key, he said, because... Uh, quote, guys are going to want to come after JT. They're going to want to bring extra guys, and we want to make them pay for that. And the way that you make them pay is you pick up those extra guys so that you can deliver the ball downfield. Now, it's it. this could just be me hearing what I want to hear, right? But I just can't help but wonder if in years past, Kirby might have said the way that you mitigate the pass rush is not by picking up the pass rush with your running backs, but rather by running the ball with your running backs, by by selling the play action with your running backs. Like it it sounds it sounded to me a little bit in this quote, and again, I could be reading way too much into this, but isn't that what spring practice is all about? It sounded to me a little bit in this quote as if Kirby might be um, hinting at least a little at a bit of a shift in the offense to maybe more of a pass-first style with a run game to complement versus a run-first style and then pass, then, then throwing off the run, off the play action. I'm not saying George is going to abandon the run. They're definitely not going to abandon the run. But, but, there's a difference between running the football and being a run-first offense. I wonder if Georgia might be a pass-first offense this year with a running game to complement that seemed to me to be along the lines of what Kirby was talking about. All right, enough about that. Um, we will talk about all that and more when we come back uh, after this. But first, let's talk about the good people at BetOnline.ag. Uh, BetOnline.ag is your online sportsbook experts. They are the place to go to do all of your sports betting that you need. Baseball season is in full swing. Uh, NBA season is uh, coming down the stretch towards the playoffs. Uh, there's all sorts of futures out there. You can bet on soccer. You can bet on cricket. I don't know if cricket's happening right now. Nobody knows if cricket's happening right now. But if you're interested in betting on it, you can do so at betonline.ag. They are your online sportsbook experts. And right now, when you go there and you enter the promo code locked on, you're going to get a 50% welcome bonus on your initial deposit, which means if you deposit $100, they're going to give you 50 free dollars. And that is more dollars than you previously had. I repeat, if you deposit $500, they're going to give you $250 free dollars, which is even more dollars than you previously had. Go to betonline.ag, enter the promo code LOCKED ON, and you're going to get a 50% welcome bonus on your initial deposit. That's BetOnline, your online sports book experts. All right, let's talk about the offensive line because Kirby, he mentioned the running backs, spent some time there. I also thought it was interesting what I was hearing about the offensive line. Now, we know 
that there's a lot of unknowns on this offensive line. Sounds weird to say it that way, but we know that there are a lot of unknowns on the offensive line. Um, There are a few people that we feel like we can roughly pencil in to some spots. Right. Uh, so we, we feel like Warren Erickson has probably got himself a place, most likely at center. Cedric Van Pran Granger, he could, uh, come in there, in which case Warren Erickson might shift out to guard. We feel like Justin Schaefer has got one of those guard spots locked up. We feel like Jamari Sawyer, obviously he's dealt with a little bit of an injury situation. We feel like though Jamari Sawyer probably has that other guard spot locked up. But the tackle positions have been a source of uh, consternation, possibly. Definitely curiosity from Georgia fans this offseason. And um, I thought Kirby gave some pretty direct comments. He was asked about left tackle specifically. And he said right out, Xavier Trust is getting the majority of the reps at left tackle. He has been given every opportunity to win this job at left tackle. Now, we saw him in the bowl game against Cincinnati get some extensive playing time, mostly at right tackle and um, and, and some at left. But um, we saw him get that playing time. It seems as though it's carried over through the offseason conditioning into spring practice that Xavier Truss appears to be the guy to beat the staff. Matt Luke and, and the staff appear to... Um, want him in all respects to win this job want him to elevate himself and win this job he needs to work on his footwork he needs to work on his quickness he needs to work a bit on his technique he has got the physical tool now the man is just a massive human being and so he's got all the physical tools that you want he's got all the size and strength that you could want but playing left tackle in the sec you got to be able to move your feet you got to be able to play with your hands you got to be able to do all of these things Xavier trust getting a lot of reps there jamari sawyer kirby did mention is getting some reps clint and i have been on record as saying we expect him to play guard and we want him to play guard if jamari sawyer's playing guard this is a much better offensive line, and so that's what we want. Also said Broderick Jones and Amarius Mims getting reps at left tackle. Um, uh, with uh, I think he mentioned specifically Broderick Jones working at both tackle spots. Um, so could, could be seeing Broderick Jones at uh, right tackle uh, getting some work as well. Obviously, Warren McClendon. <laughs> feels like the guy that's going to get the nod at right tackle. I think it would take something pretty significant for Broderick Jones to beat out Warren McClendon going into the season. Now, we could see that. He could just play so well that we we see that eventually. I I think, if if I'm just giving my opinion now, I think Amarius Mims is going to be the left tackle at Georgia pretty soon. And maybe by next year. And so I think the staff, that's why they're working Broderick Jones, even though Broderick Jones is probably the second best option this year at left tackle. I think they also want to get him as much work as they can at right tackle because I think that's his future position at Georgia as long as Marius Mims is on this roster. So you're seeing a little bit of that shakeup as well. Um, Hoping, this podcast is officially hoping that Xavier Truss is good enough to win this job 
and hold it down. Um, you would love to see him develop and be a uh, a solid uh, left tackle for this season moving forward. As we mentioned earlier, pass protection is going to be key because we expect this offense to be uh, letting it go a little bit more in the passing game. And so uh, you got to be solid up front, particularly at that left tackle spot, protecting JT's blind side. Tate Ratledge, the other... Uh, young offensive lineman, redshirt freshman, I guess he is offensive lineman that got some mention, uh, specifically was asked about, and uh, repping exclusively at guard on the inside. At one point, Tate Ratledge maybe thought to be a tackle prospect. He's working inside at guard, apparently, according to Kirby now, exclusively, and it's really, Kirby said, just a matter of getting him reps I do not see a pathway to playing time for Tate Ratledge on this year's team, barring some injury concerns or some some unforeseeable poor play. I think um, if Jamari Sawyer's inside, and then you know you've got uh, Justin Schaefer as well. Um, we we talked. You know, we talked already about Warren Erickson. And then you've got guys like Clay Webb. You've got guys like Devin Wilcock. You've got, you've got, um, uh, Cedric Van Granger again, a center, uh, option as well. So you've got guys that I think might be ahead of him, but, um, Kirby clearly likes this guy. We like him. Uh, hopefully he will continue to develop and become, uh, a real asset for Georgia moving forward. All right, we got one more segment, and we're going to talk about the inside linebacker position and some very interesting thoughts that Kirby gave about one inside linebacker in particular. But first, let's talk about Built Bar, the tastiest protein bar that there is. We already told you they are high in fiber, they are low in sugar, they are high in protein, and they're low in calories. They're keto-approved. They come in one million flavor combinations, and every single one of them are delicious. Listen, I don't eat protein bars. I don't, um, I don't like protein bars. I don't drink protein shakes. I do not intentionally go out of my way to consume protein that is not in the form of some kind of meat or bean. So when I was given a bunch of protein bars and told that I was going to endorse them uh, and that I should eat them and try them, I was not excited about it. But one taste of a Bill Bar is all that it took. These when they say it's a protein bar that tastes like a candy bar, it truly is a protein bar that tastes like a candy bar. And right now, you go to BuiltBar.com, you enter the promo code LOCKEDON20, and you're going to get 20% off your order of any flavor of any Built Bar that you like. LOCKEDON20 is the promo code. BuiltBar.com is the website. Built Bar is the tastiest protein bar on planet Earth. All right, let's talk about inside linebackers. Kirby was asked about Ryan Davis, and occasionally you'll see these beat writers. They'll ask about one player in particular. Maybe they're writing a story about them. Maybe they're doing a specific piece about them or they're trying to work a specific angle. 
Ryan Davis gets asked about, and he was uh, a promising recruit. He's had so many injuries throughout his uh, early Georgia career, but now he's an upperclassman. He's been on campus for a while, um, and he's a guy that does not get talked about a lot. And so I expected kind of a vanilla answer from Kirby, works working hard, contributing on special teams, which he did say that he expected Ryan Davis to be a strong contributor on special teams. That's a surprise to no one. But um, but that's not all Kirby said about Ryan Davis. And I don't know, if you go back and watch, just go to YouTube and watch the Kirby presser if you haven't done it already. And you tell me if Kirby's face does not light up when he begins talking about Ryan Davis. Something changes in his voice when he talks about this guy um, you can tell that he's genuinely excited to talk about it. it felt almost like I'm not saying that this is what happened because I'm sure it's not, but it felt almost like Kirby planted that question. Like he gave somebody 20 bucks and said, ask me about Ryan Davis because I want to talk about that guy and I, I need somebody to bring him up before I can bring him up. That's, that's what it felt like. I'm not saying that's what happened, but that's how excited he was. To talk about Ryan Davis. He he went he went as far as to say that in an ideal world, you would like to play four guys at inside linebacker. You'd like to have four guys that you could shuttle through there, which is interesting because George George has never had under Kirby Smart four guys. Right? Uh all the way back to the early teams, there were there's never been more than three. He's he's typically had a rotation of three guys. And um, two of the three are typically on the field at any given time, and they just sort of cycle through. And you thought that that's what you were going to have this year, and the three guys are not very difficult to find. Their names are N'Kobe Dean and Channing Tendall and Quay Walker. But when Kirby was asked about Ryan Davis specifically, he took that as an opportunity to tell you that he would like to have four guys, and quote, he feels like they're getting close to having four guys, meaning N'Kobe Dean, Channing Tindall, Quay Walker, and Ryan Davis, potentially in the mix, in the rotation at inside linebacker. It's an off-the-radar name. He might be a guy to watch, though, uh, at G-Day coming up. Keep your ear on, keep your eye on throughout the rest of the spring practice and moving into fall and see if he can work his way into the rotation. You would love to see that um, added depth and keeping guys fresh can't be a bad thing. We do not expect N'Kobe Dean to come off the field all that much, but if we have... Uh, a rotation of other guys to be bringing in next to him, that would be fantastic. So keep an eye on Ryan Davis and the rest of the inside linebackers. We've got a bunch more to talk about as we get ready for G-Day on Saturday. As I mentioned, special guest joining me on the podcast uh, tomorrow. You are not going to want to miss it. Longtime listeners of the podcast, get excited because uh, he's coming back. So uh, join me tomorrow as we talk more Georgia football and basketball, and I will see you guys then.